Let's say that you believed that used car sales would take off during this period of pandemic, which they have. You might have invested in CarMax Incorporated. As indicated by writer Greg Ip, it seems like a logical winner. It is, after all, the nation's largest dealer with more than 200 stores, a large lending operation, and a history of profitability. But the stock market has had other ideas. The big winner in this segment has been online retailer Carvana, which sells fewer than half as many cars as CarMax. Carvana doesn't use traditional stores and loses money, but its market value, which was slightly less than rival CarMax's at the end of last year, is now more than double, at around $37 billion as of early October. This story reflects a broader shift in the economy. Value is increasingly derived from digital platforms, software, and other intangible investments rather than physical assets and traditional relationships. That trend has long been evident in the growth of large technology platforms such as those controlled by Google, Facebook, and Amazon. As indicated by Ip, that trend has intensified this year as the pandemic has shifted more interactions from in-person to virtual. For WIPR and my producer Luke Spicknall, I'm Aniban Basu. Government debt is rising to record levels as the world combats the coronavirus and wrestles with its many economic implications. According to the International Monetary Fund, governments around the world have collectively committed $11.7 trillion, or 12% of global output, to countervail COVID-19's impacts. That will drive up budget deficits by 9% of gross domestic product on average across nations this year, with cumulative global public debt approaching 100% of worldwide output. As indicated by writer Yuka Hayashi, public measures have included direct spending, tax cuts, and loans. Central banks around the globe have also been active, supplying $7.5 trillion of stimulus in the form of purchases of government and corporate securities. Advanced economies and large emerging markets account for the bulk of the response, in part because they are better able to take advantage of historically low interest rates to finance deficits. In America, this year's significant federal government spending has helped to increase the ratio of public debt to gross domestic product by 20% points to slightly above 130%. For WIPR and my producer Luke Spicknall, I'm Aniban Basu. According to researchers from the Federal Reserve Bank of Atlanta, millions of low-income Americans are locked into poverty thanks to U.S. tax policy. The study finds that about a quarter of lower-income workers effectively face marginal tax rates of more than 70% when adjusted for the loss of government benefits. That means that as people enter the labor market and strive to improve their economic conditions, they find that out of every $1,000 gained in income, $700 or more goes to the government in the form of taxes or reduced benefits. In some instances, there are no net benefits at all. This diminishes the drive to enter the labor market, inducing many households to remain in poverty. As indicated by writer Steve Matthews, poor families rely upon a variety of public sector supports, including Medicaid, welfare payments, food stamps, and housing vouchers. As income rises due to expanded labor force participation, those benefits can be forfeit, reinforcing a negative cycle in which workers aren't rewarded as they hone their skills and earn their promotions. According to the U.S. Census Bureau, 34 million Americans lived below the poverty line last year. For WIPR and my producer Luke Spicknall, I'm Aniban Basu.
While it is true that the lingering pandemic has impacted millions of Americans financially, an analysis from the Economic Policy Institute indicates that younger workers have taken the hardest hits. Generation Z includes those younger workers up to the age of 24. This is the group most likely to be unemployed or underemployed due to the pandemic. As indicated by CNBC, these workers are typically not as able to work from home as older generations. They also suffer a higher probability of working in industries that have been most impacted by the pandemic, including as retail, hotel, and restaurant workers. About a quarter of Gen Z workers are employed in leisure and hospitality. Even prior to the pandemic, members of Generation Z were associated with higher-than-average unemployment. In April, May, and June of last year, the unemployment rate for this group stood at 8.4%, even as it was less than 3% for many other demographic cohorts. But by spring of the current year, the Gen Z unemployment rate had ballooned to more than 24%. The unemployment rate for workers ages 25 and up was only 2.2% prior to the pandemic and rose to a bit more than 11% this spring. For WIPR and my producer Luke Spicknall, I'm Aniban Basu. While the U.S. economy has lost millions of jobs over the course of 2020, there are a number of businesses and industries in which hiring is booming. For instance, as reported by the Wall Street Journal, in Maryland, mortgage company New Day USA has hired roughly 300 people during the pandemic and is on the lookout for approximately another 200 to join by March of next year. When the pandemic first began its assault on the economy, America lost more than 22 million jobs over the course of March and April. Second quarter gross domestic product shrank by more than 31% on an annualized basis. But since May's onset, employers have added back more than 11 million jobs with hiring booming in certain segments. Last month, Amazon indicated that it intends to hire another 100,000 workers in the U.S. and Canada as more people shop online. Amazon added 175,000 fulfillment center workers during March and April. Many manufacturers, financial service providers, technology firms, and others are also ramping up hiring. Many employers report difficulty filling available positions. So while the unemployment rate in the U.S. has been hovering around 8% of late, there is still considerable hope for job seekers. For WIPR and my producer Luke Spicknall, I'm Aniban Basu.